Hi, it's podcast number three. Oh, I sounded a bit like one of those cue things in a shop, didn't I? Cashier number three, please. <laughs> Do well, they still have those? Well, they had one at that shop in Guernsey the other day that we went, that we went to when we bought... Um, what did we buy? It didn't have a... Yes, it did. Did it have an automated one? Cashier number three, please. You sure that wasn't just somebody behind the till? No, it wasn't. Which shop was it? Where Lourish? did we go? We went to we went to Larish and we went to the co-op. I'm no, not sure we didn't. which one. We went to Aladdin's Doodah. Oh, Aladdin's, Aladdin's cave. cave. Yes, Aladdin's Cave. Oh, yes, it did have one, didn't I, it? Yes, they did. Yes. yes. And yes. they had a sign saying, please queue over here. And there were about three different queues. And they were quite forceful about yeah. it, yeah. I found. Well, anyway, welcome to Podcast 3. Podcast 3. With me, Richard, and... Me, Paul. Yes, welcome. You're very, very welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And just a general thank you to all the people who have listened to the podcasts 1 and 2 here on SoundCloud. Yeah, in their thousands of millions, haven't they? I think that's a slight exaggeration, Paul. In their tens of hundreds. Well, I think we've nearly had a thousand streams, a thousand listens. So almost a ten hundred. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous, Paul. (laughs) That would be a thousand. So welcome. And, you know, we've got an audience already like YouTube, all over the world. I know. And you know our most popular town in Britain? Um, Bognor Regis. Wimbledon. Wimbledon? Wimbledon. Why Wimbledon? I don't know. I've got no idea at all. But it's Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. We've got a Wimbledon umbrella, haven't we? Oh, we do, yeah. We we got that... When we were given it Robin- by somebody is it else. Ro- Robinsons. Robinsons sponsored the... What did they sponsor? The it tennis. was the Windsor Wheel. It was the Windsor Wheel. Was and it? because they sponsored Wimbledon as well, we got free umbrellas. Oh, how lovely. So anyway, um, thank you, bloody thank you, for following us on SoundCloud and... This podcast is now available on other platforms as well. It is. Isn't it? It is, yeah. What's it available on, Paul? You've been working on that. It's available, or soon will be available, with the next 24 hours, on iTunes. Uh-huh. It's available on uh, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Ooh. and a number of other podcast platforms. Oh, lovely. So, if you go in and search for Richard and Paul, then hopefully it will be there. And if you want us to be on your favourite podcast platform and we're not, or you can't find us, then if you contact us by email, we'll see if we can get it up on your platform that you use. Well, you'd have to be pretty... What's the word? Silly... To not be able to find us, Paul. Well, yeah. And you can play it on SoundCloud. You don't have to be a member no, of SoundCloud to play it. But it may be that there are some people who listen that really like listening through a particular podcast player that well, we don't know of. That's just pernickety. Well, no. It is. It's actually making it easier for our oh, listeners. Right. That's what it's doing. Look, I spend my whole 
day on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday morning trying to satisfy customers in some way, shape or form, do I really have to be doing that for the rest of the week as well? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Good. Well, and just a reminder that we're also on the other social media platforms as well. Facebook, Planet Vegetaria, which is a Facebook group by Richard and Paul. That's Richard and Paul since 2017. That's contractual. Mm. And we're on Instagram, Twitter. Mm. We've got a blog on our website. Yeah. Paul writes a blog. I wrote a couple of bits for the blog, didn't I? Did you? When we started. Oh, when we started, you yes. did. Yes, but you're not doing it anymore. No. It's my blog now. I, I found it was a little bit... Um, well, no, I enjoyed it. But it's coming up with the subjects that I feel passionate about. Mm. That's mm. the thing, mm. isn't mm. it? Mm. And if you can hear slurping and liquid noises... We're drinking tea. Yes, we oh, are. Yes. Afternoon tea. I do like my a Guernsey Gardener in London blog, though. That's I, a I Guernsey Gardener it. in London, everybody. Mm. Which is at richardandpaul.com forward slash blog. Oh, lovely. And actually, you can listen to our podcasts from richardandpaul.com forward slash podcast. Oh, well, there's the information for you. So it's impossible to go wrong. Mm. Really? Mm. So talking about Guernsey. 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 How do Guernsey people speak, Paul? Can you do a Guernsey accent? I don't think I can. Oh, now. honestly, no, you're from do? bloody Guernsey no. and you can't even do the... No, I don't think I can bloody now. accent. I can do Vera. No, have, you can't. Have you murdered someone, Pat? That's not Vera. That's Isn't not it? a Geordie accent, Paul. No, I, well, I'm not very good at accents. Try as you might, it isn't. Take it from me. I can't do her either. You can do her. Go on, do her. I can't, go on, love. go on. Have you murdered somebody, love? Have you murdered somebody, love? No, I can't do it, you see. <laughs> I just can't do it. We've tried to do that before on our videos, oh, much to the enjoyment of the viewers. Yeah. So talking about Guernsey, we took a, a short break in Guernsey. Now, for those of you who don't know, Paul is from Guernsey and his mum and family still live there. You're yeah. the only one that left the island. No, my my nephew has as well. Oh, yes, your nephew has, has as well. And a cousin. Has. And a cousin. So, um, but the rest of the family are there and yeah. Guernsey is absolutely good gorgeous it's a lovely place to visit and in fact in fact we have been invited to appear on guernsey radio haven't we yeah 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 so we'll be not sure when but we'll let you know and we'll let you know whether it's going to be available to download and listen to later i'm sure it will i will think it? all of their shows are are yeah. they yeah for people outside of guernsey oh well Outside of outside of Guernsey, yes. Outside That's of the UK, I'm not got, sure. Paul. Oh, it you're is. about to drink my <laughs> tea. I've got his tea. I don't want you drinking my liquids. <sighs> no, I don't Thank want you to very drink your much. liquids either. Thank no. you very much. No, I should think not at our age. No, got better things to do. Absolutely, like changing the sheets and doing the washing and watching Vera. Absolutely. Yeah. So Guernsey was lovely, actually, and um, we went to see Mum, and she's doing really well, isn't she, Paul? Yes, her mobility again is better than it was last time. And she has a, a foot brace, which she uses whenever she's sort of up and about. 
and it's really helped over the last gosh it's it's over six months since the spinal op now because that was on the 14th of february so Mm. it's quite a while since that and mum is still improving so i'm touching the table because that's made of wood yeah, so but don't make the wood. microphone boom. No, I wasn't making it boom. God. I wasn't making it boom. But yeah, mum was in good spirits, which was great. And we saw my brother when we were there as well. And that was really nice. And the weather was a huge, huge range from glorious sunshine to absolutely chucking it down. But it was changeable. Oh, and we had hail as well. We had hail at one point. Yeah, And it was great for me, actually, because um, the changeable weather produces beautiful, amazing clouds, which, of course, as you know, if you follow us on Facebook, I love taking pictures of clouds. My name is Richard. I am a cloud addict. Mm. No, I am. Mm. I love sunsets, sunrises, um, you know, dramatic clouds. There's nothing more. I I mean, I, I absolutely hate Pure blue skies. Oh, you moan, don't you? Oh, you it's moan. just so boring. Give me a storm-laden sky any day over a blue sky. Mm. No, I much prefer it. I really do. It's exciting. It's interesting. There's always changing formations of clouds. Your mum was watching the clouds and, and was saying, oh, there's a teddy bear there. <laughs> she was staring into space saying, oh, there's a teddy bear and a woman. And I was thinking, what, what? on earth is she seeing? <laughs> Has she taken too many amitriptylines? And there was a rabbit. There yeah. was a rabbit with only one ear, though. Oh. <laughs> Which was slightly concerning. Yeah. And but then you know, she said, then she said, oh, look, there's a bird. There's a bird. But there actually was a bird. It yeah, was, it was sitting on the bird. wall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting. But the best, to be honest, the best part for me was when we went up on top of the cliffs. We, What we tend to do is drive around the island and, you know, I, I've always got the camera with me. So I like to nip out of the car and take photos. And we went to the top of the cliffs at Plymont. Plymont, yeah. And it's an amazing high, high cliff face. And the wind was incredible. I sort of edged my way forward. I didn't get too close to the edge, but I edged my way forward and I could feel the power, the elemental power of the wind blasting against me. And this amazing green sea just rolling beneath the cliffs and hitting the the rocks, you know. And it was just incredible. We don't get that kind of experience in London. Well, we don't have 200-foot cliffs. No, we don't. And even if you go to the top of a hill, you don't get that pure exhilaration. What about at Hampstead and Primrose Hill? No, you don't get anything like that kind of feeling. It's not that that wind that seems to blow right through you, Mm. you Mm. know, and your face is just completely tingling it was cold as well i have to say that wind was cold it was cold yeah but took a few pictures and it it was fantastic really fantastic the thing about guernsey is it's got so many different views so many different areas even though it's such a small island it's got so much to offer you've got the forest area you've got valleys you've got woodlands you've got parks 
coastal areas with rocks, with beaches, sand. It, it, you know, it's just so, so lovely. It really is. If you've never been, go. Maybe we should go back and live there. Well, we can't because we, we literally can't afford to live there. No, uh, we'd have to swap our house for something Very same small. size and the same price. And that just wouldn't really work. But it is a delightful island. And even inland, the lanes and the, the roads and the old buildings, particularly in the old town, there is a lot of development that has gone on in St. Peterport, particularly. Uh, that's the main, that's the capital, really, if you like, of Guernsey. And there's a lot of development there. And I do think that Guernsey is losing some of its charm in in St. Peterport. However, it has so much charm, literally footsteps away from the main shopping area. In fact, we did a couple of, was it last year? We we went on a really nice walk up, you know, up, up past Hopeville House, didn't we? Which is where Victor Hugo wrote Les Mis when he was in exile from Paris. And we had a really good walk around and then came down and went on to the beach oh, we had a lovely time oh, I'm reminiscing about that now it was absolutely delightful and the weather was fantastic absolutely fantastic and you took one of my favorite photos of me the one at Havilah Bay the one of Havilah Bay mm, with it's me in my, my favorite photos as well my greeny check shorts and my pink what was that what's that it's not a t-shirt it's a whatever it was Anyway, I love that photo. It's a T-shirt. No, it's one. That, what are those? A polo shirt. Polo shirt. Well, it's still a T-shirt. Polo shirt. It's still in the shape of a T. I thought it was in the shape of polo. Or maybe that was me. Maybe I'm in the shape of a polo. You're in the shape of something. <laughs> I'd say potato. <laughs> but it was, going back to the cliffs, it was quite amusing because mum and I were sitting in the car and Richard got out to take the photos, as he said, and walked towards the cliff edge. And of course, when you're parked up high, you don't really know how far it is to the cliff edge. And mum did say, is he going to fall off? He might be blown off. And I thought, mm. and I just said to mum, don't worry, he's insured. And she went, oh, that's all right then. <laughs> Yeah, you've used that gag on our video the other day. I know. People have heard that already. It is so really. funny. It was just it was just mum's complete buy-in of well, he's insured. He's fully insured. So that was lovely. But you do have to watch it when you're at cliffs and places like that because the wind really can whip into the channels of the cliffs and send the wind going a completely different way. So if you are on windswept cliffs, always be careful because though the wind may be blowing very strongly from one direction, you could just go a hundred yards further and the curve of the, the cliff can send the current of the of the wind a very different way and could sort of blow you a different way. But Well, I think the message is don't go near the edge. <clears throat> yeah. That's it, yeah. isn't it, in a nutshell. But you were quite yeah. near the edge, no, weren't you? No, I wasn't. You? No, I was nowhere near the edge, Paul. I think you were. I think your perspective from the car park 
looked as though I was by the edge and I wasn't. I wouldn't do something like that. I've got too strong a sense of self-preservation. Oh, that's good. I do. That's good to know. But the other thing I really enjoyed as well is um, I woke up about four in the morning and I looked out the window just to, to sort of gauge what time it was. And there was this amazing, amazing array of stars in the sky. Absolutely incredible. Just there, hanging in the sky across the sea. If I'd have had my tripod for my camera, I would have taken a photo because it's just incredible. And I don't know about you, but whenever I see stars in the sky, clearly, you know, when you really, really can see them clearly... It just sets my mind off on a, a journey. It really does. I start thinking, you know, about the fact that all the stars that we see in the sky, in the night sky, are all part of the Milky Way galaxy. And, you know, even though we can see other galaxies, I think we can see Andromeda, which is our nearest galaxy, as a, a small smudge in the sky, very tiny. But when you think about that, my mind is suddenly taken to thinking, well, there must be people in that galaxy who can see our galaxy. And then I think to myself, the Milky Way, Andromeda, those are names we've given mm. to those things. Everything that exists on this planet has been named by us. And not on this planet. And all of the stars we've named as well you know and it makes me laugh actually because when you hear these stories of people who uh, have met aliens from other worlds and they say yes i met the orionids from orion it's like no i don't think that's what they'd be called <laughs> because we've named that star system orion yeah they wouldn't be called orion. do you know what i mean and if they really were from another planet they would be like, hang on a second, actually, our planet's called this, all right? Just as we would be about Earth. Yeah, absolutely. We, we would you know, know this, this planet is You'd be fiercely protective of your own world. Yet we never hear people saying, you know, oh, and they told me they were from this planet in this system that we've never heard of. Yeah. And, you know, and I sort of think people on another world in, a, in another galaxy will have all of their own different languages all of their own words to describe things in their world you know how different would it be and this all this thought process gets set off just by looking at the stars you know it just it blows my mind well it doesn't blow my mind actually i don't have a problem thinking about the distance I do, don't I? Well, yeah, but I think when I was a child, I had a telescope. I used to read astronomy books, mm. you know. I sort of really got a handle on the size and scale of the universe as a concept. When it comes to, you know, the mathematics of it, you can forget it. I just, I find it, well, I find it one of the words that you hate being used. I do find it awesome. Yeah, but I don't hate that word being used when it's in co in that context. Because it the, is whole, awesome. the whole scale of how tiny we are within the universe and what we know of the universe and what we think we know of the universe, 
we are just so insignificant. We and are. the we spaces are. that we talk about between planets and stars and galaxies is just it's mind-boggling i mean it it really is I, I i was always good at maths and i think i still am good at maths but when it comes to the vast distances of space i i i, I do get lost and most of space is nothing isn't it well molecules mm. yeah but, but not not anything particularly big significant yeah and vacuum yeah I know. Vacuum. So, you know, all that from looking at a group of stars in the, in the night sky, in the early morning sky, we just should, gorgeous. We should go to Sark overnight. Should we? Because Yeah, that's using the word should. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we should go to Sark because Sark is a dark sky viewing point well, in the United Kingdom. There's several places now in this country that have been designated. In fact, I think there's a, is there a place in Wiltshire now. I was reading about it the other day, actually, and I, I made a note of it somewhere. But yes, I would love to go to a star party. We did Maybe sit. somebody would invite us to a star party. We yes. could do a podcast. Yes, we could do a from podcast. From the star party. Talking about stars rather than... Being very noisy them. and annoying people. And that's another thing that really I find odd is when you take a picture of stars in the sky compared to what you see, they're just completely insignificant, aren't they? I, I don't understand that. What do you mean? I don't understand well, when what you, you mean. Well, let's say when you look at the moon the and the moon different. looks really big, but then you take a photo of it and it looks really small. Yeah, well, that's different because it's about... Um, it's an optical illusion. I'm not sure what it's called, but there's a certain name for it. The, the way to get around that, if you take a photo of the, the moon, is to use a zoom lens mm. to zoom in and have something else in shot, like a building or a tree. Oh, to give it some type of reference. It gives it reference. It gives right. it scale. And then you can actually get a picture that looks semi-decent. And also the other thing to remember when taking the moon is that the moon is reflected sunlight. Mm. Therefore, it's really bright. So you've got to underexpose. Right. You know, so you get some detail. Otherwise, it's just a white fuzzy blob. Mm. But you do need a zoom lens, really, ideally. Have you got a zoom lens? I have got a zoom lens. Is it quite a big one? It's not huge. Right. But it's enough. But you've got to use a tripod. Right. You've got to. Anyway, so it needs to be quite solid in its zoomness as well. What do you mean solid in its zoomness? Well, it needs to be able to not wobble about. Well, yeah, mm. of course. Mm. Anyway, that's all getting a bit geeky and nerdy. But we love geeks and nerds because we are... We are geeks. But I wanted to talk about going away in general because we've travelled to Guernsey quite a lot in the past year. And I'm sort of getting more used to going away now. We spent so long mm. not... Well, I did. I spent so long not going anywhere because of our cats when we were looking after the cats. Yeah, so I would go to Guernsey. You would go. would stay here. I would stay. And... I sort of had a, quite a bit of anxiety around 
traveling on planes and going to airports, but that's starting to lessen now. Mm-mm. Really? No, it is. I mean, I used to get really anxious going through security. Why? You know? Well, I always used to think, oh my God, what if I've accidentally, you know, put a kilogram of heroin in my bag? And- <laughs> I don't know about it. And, um, you know, I've blacked, I've blacked it out that I'm actually a dr- major drug dealer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you get there thinking, oh, my God, I've got nothing on me. I've got nothing on me. I'm not guilty. And you'd feel guilty about nothing. You know, you feel accused without anything to be accused of. But anyway, no, I'm joking. But it's just the scale of it and all the people and, you know. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. If it beeps, it beeps. Yeah. Pat- Pat me down, honey. You know? Usually, one of us will be beeped. Yes. Well, one of us or one of our bags will it's, be beeped. You know what it usually is? If it's me, it's because I've left my electronic cigarette in my pocket. That's what it is, mm. normally. And if it's me, it's because I've left my belt on. Yes. And or, then you've got to take your shoes off. Or then you've got to take your shoes off, Ugh. yeah. Because then you've got to go through the body scanner and they've got to scan your shoes through the scanning machine. But I must admit, the security people recently have been really good. Yeah. Really good, yeah. really polite. I heard that story about... Um, Mary Beard. Mary Beard. She's a, is she a historian? historian. Yeah. yeah. And she was wearing a sort of tunic... Tunic dress. A tunic dress. And they kind of said, that's a coat. You've got to take all outerwear off. And she said, no, it's not a coat. She said, it's a tunic. And they said, take it off. Take it off now. And she literally was made to take her dress off and ended up stood there in security wearing her underwear. What, her bra and panties? Did you have to say bra and panties, Paul? It might not have been bra and panties. Might have been a body shaper. Oh, it could have been a body it could shaper. Could have been a body shaper. Um, I don't think we've got. And body she was stood there. Now me. I don't know about you, but I would have said, "No, I'm sorry, I can't. This is my this is my dress. I've only got my underwear on underneath." But didn't she say that? I don't know. And really, what they should have done is taken her to a private area if they wanted her to take her clothes off. Really. But they you know, have apologised, haven't they? They have apologised, and I'm wondering whether they, all the security people have had their knuckles wrapped because they were extra pleasant the other day. They've got a hard job to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because people do get nervous and people do get, you know, um, I don't know what the word is, precious about their belongings, you well, know. we went through Heathrow about 18 months ago and your bag was dumped wasn't it for for oh, yeah. going through yeah for, because for they, a search of the bag they thought there was a blade they thought there was a blade and we sort of went no there's no oh, blade in there no and blades. of course then you start thinking did i actually did I put a blade in did i accidentally put the kitchen knife in exactly. there without knowing about it that's exactly my point <laughs> because sometimes with anxiety when you're traveling you end up doing things don't you 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 end up putting your passport in the pocket you don't normally put it in or yeah, but you don't end up putting hurrying. the bread knife in your bag well you i mean you wouldn't no. normally no but you could I mean, I have gone to Guernsey. I don't think I've told you this, but I went to Guernsey with a cup once. I put the cup in my bag several several years ago. 
You put a cup in your bag. Oh, he's got a cup. Watch out. <laughs> no, but I put a cup really? in my bag and but I don't know. That's hardly a security alert. I know, but I don't know why I put the cup in the bag. Oh, I, I think it was know. on the what table. What kind of cup? It was one of those, um, it was, you know, my, my breakfast cup. It was a mug. It was a mug. It was a yeah. mug. So you put a mug. What? Maybe you thought I need to take a large mug no, because your mum's mugs are notoriously small. small. No, I didn't think that at all. I think oh. what it was is it was on the table and I was throwing things into my bag at the last minute and I happened to throw in the mug, the china mug at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't tell me, but I don't care. It went for a little travel to Guernsey and back. But we do, we've sort of learnt the art when going to Guernsey of travelling light. Because we don't take luggage. We just take handbags, don't we? Hand baggage. Hand baggage. Hand baggage. Yes. Handbag. Uh, well, I take my man bag. I've got a man bag. I'd yeah. like another like little bag. bag, like a man bag. Oh, don't start on this now, Paul. <laughs> you have had a go at me for years for having bags. Yeah, but you were too young to have a man bag. I was. You're never too young to have a man bag, for goodness sake. When man bags first came out, I got one because they're so convenient. Mm. I used to have a bum bag. I've Mm. got several leather bags. I love a bag. Yeah. You've got to have a bag. bag. You need to carry things. I mean, where are you going to put your lip balm? Well, I have got to the stage now where I'd like to have a little bag to just put my second pair of glasses or sunglasses in. Exactly. Because, of course, now I have sunglasses, glasses and reading glasses. Welcome and, to my world. And I also have a water bottle, which I carry with uh-huh. me. And there's something else. Oh, and my mobile phone. I like to put my mobile phone away as well, rather than having it in a pocket. Well, exactly. But where it can get nicked or crushed. Yeah, I haven't quite found the bag that will suffice at the moment. I think if you look through the cupboards, you'll find a bag that will suit. We've got several. We have a selection. Do you remember my old rucksack? The we still one? got it. <gasps> we still got it. It's got pen and ink all over it, hasn't it? Well, you could maybe clean it with leather cleaner. There are several available on the market. Mm. Amazon. I'm Can sure you use I've got bicarbonate one. of soda on it? I wouldn't have thought so on no, leather. It I would dry out so. the leather. Yeah. Mind you, it's probably already dried out. Yeah, we did give it a good waxing at one point, I remember. The other thing but I really... That was re- supposed to be 3,000 years ago. The other thing I really dislike about going away, and I've vlogged about this before, is constipation. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. Constipation. No, it really is a problem for me on the first couple of days. But recently I have been nicking a couple of your mum's Senecot. (gasps) I have. No, I have. And they've done the trick. If I had to do an advert for Senecot, I would plug it. No, I really would. Well, as long as you were paid to do it, yeah. What do they call Senecot for predictable relief? Predictable <laughs> relief. <laughs> so it means it's not you're not going to shit yourself the next day, basically. Oh, That's what Richard. it means. That's what it means. Oh, you're horrible. You're just going to go horrible. nicely rather than poo in your pants in the queue at Sainsbury's. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't do that in Guernsey because there isn't one in Sainsbury's. Well, wherever. Mm. Some shop. Yes. Or public place. Doing it in the co-op when you're getting your divvy wouldn't be a good idea. No. No. So, we've so, covered so quite a few okay subjects already. When you we? when you did that then? What, the Senecot? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was. I was good. Mm. The relief. 
the relief was palpable. I don't have any problems going to the toilet when I travel. You don't have to say the words going to the toilet. Everybody knows what that is, Paul. Will you just use the S word? What? Shit. (gasps) Don't! I can say worse than that and probably (sighs) will in this podcast. I can tell you, I feel I a few outrageous. swear words. I feel a few swear words coming on. No, don't. Yes, no, I do. No, I don't. I don't like swearing. Oh, shut up! <laughs> oh, I'm, give me a break! I'm such a goody two shoes. No, I you're never, not. Ever swear? Don't paint this picture to everybody. You use some <laughs> kind of goody two shoes, <laughs> butter wouldn't melt person when you're not Paul. Oh. Yeah. Talking about butter. What? We got you a spread, didn't we, as well? Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, okay. So, hint to, to everybody that I've got a health issue at the moment that I wasn't talking about. Oh, Paul, right. Okay. Okay. It's a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've got high cholesterol, all right? Mm. So, I can't have butter anymore. No. No. More's the pity. I love butter. If I want to have butter on my toast, I've got to have one of those special spreads, mm. which is basically churned plastic. Yeah, soft plastic. Um, I mean, it's not actually, it's not too bad. The butter flavoured one's okay, but the one we got at your mum's was just, ugh. Mm. But, you know, if it's going to do me good, I don't mind having plant sterols in a spread. No. I don't mind that. But what we did find out, didn't we? What? Is that... I can't have it. No, you can't. And this is the interesting thing. If you're using one of these spreads or drinks to lower your cholesterol, it should only be used by people who need to lower their cholesterol. Because in effect, it's almost a medicine, but they don't say that on the packet. All they say in tiny little writing is, should not be used by people who don't need to lower their cholesterol. And it is tiny writing. It is. I mean, that's, it's a step away from a medicine, really. It. I think it should actually be bigger. That should be much, much clearer that it's not to be used by people who don't need to lower their cholesterol. I think so. And I don't need to lower mine. Yeah, we've established that. So I'm okay with butter, mm, Richard. Lucky you. Lucky, lucky, lucky. So, I, can't yeah, have ch- I can't have cheese he either. He can't have cheese no, either. So, but, but I'm out. okay with cheese. Mm. Well, you can eat the rest of the cheese and put some more pounds on, can't you? Yeah, Paul? I need yeah. to cut down because of that, though. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, I'll be more Jabba the Hutt than I am today. And that wouldn't be good. I've been yeah. there, though, haven't I? I used to be 24 stone years ago. You were, and you did very well to lose the weight, but you need to get back on track with your exercise. I do, which for me mm. is actually walking. That, that is always my exercise. Works. That always. works for you. Always. So the other thing I wanted to mention talking about exercise is I've downloaded an app because Mm. I've been thinking about going running. I know, absolutely crazy. Am I nuts? Yes, you are. But I've downloaded an app. It's called Couch to 5K. From Couch to 5K. And it is designed to get you running in small amounts and it's designed for mature people who want to you know start running for health and exercise so i'm thinking about that i've downloaded the app that's the first step i believe that's a good step i think you should just carry on thinking about it no i'm really really serious i think i want to start doing it what about your knees 
Well, my knees will just have to cope. I think you should go back to Jane Fonda. They'll just have to cope. Oh, Is I the... could do marching on the spot with Jane Fonda. You could. I? That's really good. It, yeah. the, the Jane Fonda walkout, if nobody's heard of it, is a really good workout. I lost a stone doing it. Mm. And um, you didn't eat anything for a month either. Don't be ridiculous, Paul. <laughs> and yeah, it was really eat. good. It was really good. But hey, anyway, let's move on from talking about health issues. What's been in the news this week? Oh, the election. Yeah, boring. Flooding. Flooding, that's, yeah, very interesting. I mean, it, not interesting, it's absolutely awful for the people who've had their homes flooded. I mean, mm. it's just absolutely horrendous. There was a, a guy being interviewed in his flooded home that he was staying in because of his animals, which obviously you would do. But my heart went out to the guy and I just thought to myself, hang on a second, it's 2019. There should be a facility to get him out of there with his animals mm. into a safe, warm place for all of them. You know, why isn't there that facility? Why not? I mean, we wouldn't have left our cats, would we? No, of course we We'd wouldn't. No but, way would we have done that. But you would hope that the authorities would have a plan in place to get you to a place of safety. You know, even if it's a hotel or a hostel, you know, I mean, whatever. A place that you can feed your animals, feed yourself, get, you know, warm and dry and in a safe place. I understand people don't want to leave their homes, but there should be a backup plan to deal with that. But in that type of crisis, any hotel that or, or place where somebody is being put up that has a policy of not accepting animals, surely they would just forget that policy for the time being. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the decent thing to do. Of course it is. I just, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand why that situation arises for people. No, I well, it, it arises because money hasn't been spent on the correct defences. And there will always be situations where there is unexpected flooding. That will happen. But it's where flooding happens where it's actually expected. That is the, that's the sad thing. Because that actually can be halted by investment. But there was, a, there was a picture, you know, the other day and they were saying on that and this street is getting flooded because this is the overflow from the river. Um, really? Surely there should be another place for that water to go to. Well, know? it needs to be created. Well, I know, and this the, the government have done absolutely, sorry, I'm going to swear, fuck all to deal with these situations. Mm. They've not spent enough money. And all they say is, oh, we've already spent 2.6 billion. Well, that's not enough. And then they say, we're going to spend another so-and-so, so-and-so amount of money to ensure that the happenings of this type of currents are reduced. And then that stupid prime minister of ours oh that mopping oh, i mean mopping oh didn't mopping. you see that 
Didn't you see that clip of him no, mopping? No, I didn't see the mopping. He was in a shop with one of those Vileda buckets and mops, mopping water in the shop, not understanding that when you mop water, you then need to get rid of that water. So what he was doing was just spreading Moving the water, water. Yeah. around the floor. Mm. I mean... I just, I, I'm afraid I, there are very few politicians that I actually trust now. And I think, you know, after all the scandals that we've had over the years, you know, the expenses scandal, all of that, the only thing I see when I see politicians are power hungry people. Yeah. And, you know, I see all these um, reams and reams of, of posts on Facebook from politicians and various people, you know, armchair politicians who think they know everything. And the thing that strikes me about all of it with politicians is if they care so much for the people on the streets, yeah, because we're the people that pay them, mm. why haven't things changed why hasn't there been sweeping social change? Mm, mm. Why isn't there equality for everybody? Why is there still poverty? If you really cared, you whatevers, then that would have changed by now. Over and the decades. And it hasn't. No. So what the fuck? Sorry, I know I'm swearing quite a lot, but it really, really pisses me off, you know, because none of them care particularly even local issues like we've got an issue um in this area in southall with a building development site on the old gas works and where there is horrendous horrendous fumes stench coming from the the old gas works and it's it's literally gassing people out actually i've just realized i shouldn't be talking about any politics at all well, no, neither should I, because I'm a trustee of a charity, and you're not supposed to. But while we haven't. Perda. But we've we have actually just commented. We've not said anybody's better than anybody else. We're just commenting on mm. the political situation. Mm. So we're not actually swaying anybody's vote either way. In fact, we're probably putting people off voting at all. But you know. And we will be voting, by the way, everybody, before you start asking. Yeah, I've already decided what party I'm voting for. But, you know, I just don't trust them. They're full of hot air and actually very little action, you know. Things just don't get sorted. People are still starving. People are still using food banks. Sort it out. Well, it's not that people are still using food banks. It's that a growing number yeah. of tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people are now using the thousands of food banks that are essential now yeah. as a daily food source. You know, we, we I think there were only about 100 food banks 10 years ago, and now there's thousands around the country. But I think it's such a mixture of things, aren't there? There's so many issues around this, and I think one of them is education. Because if you really think about it, there are a lot of people who have never really learned how to eat and cook mm. economically. Mm. No, seriously, yeah, there are a lot yeah. of people out there who think that their idea of buying food for the, the week is to buy a stack of ready meals. And, and uh, frozen pizzas and things. You know, and actually, 
if you know how to do it, you can feed yourself on very little money. I mean, look at wartime. Look at what people had to deal with in wartime, and people came up with such creative ideas as to to how to feed the family. Yeah, and I appreciate what you're saying, but we're you know? not in wartime, are we? No, we're not. We're, exactly. We are, That's the, the point. UK is one is what is in the top ten most successful countries in the world and we have such an unacceptable level of poverty here down to poor education poor you know people not poor having government the, people not having the same opportunities you know people not having how good housing to to set their family into you know there's so many factors that yeah, go it, against it, people who are maybe you know, disadvantaged in some way and made to continually feel disadvantaged as well yes, because they don't get the that, help. That is the thing. And you know? and very often, I, I think when help is, is given, particularly when politicians promise help, it's effectively just a soundbite to score points somewhere else. Of course. I mean, the, you know, after... I don't know how many years, over 10, was it 10 years of austerity we've had in the United Kingdom yeah. now? And all of a sudden, this magic money tree that apparently didn't exist under the Prime Minister before, Theresa May, is suddenly flourishing. Yes. And there's billions and billions of money to spend on the vital services that have been cut to the bone by our governments, not just government, our governments, over the past 10 and 15 years. It's just appalling. Mm, anyway, let's not labour the point, because people will switch off. But I, th I think Frankly, the important thing for that people who are going to be voting, anybody, wherever you're voting, in the UK or around the world... Look at the parties. Don't look at the people because the people mainly are all similar. They really are. I mean, I, I, I don't have faith in any of the leaders at the moment. However, I do believe the policies are what we should be looking at and we should be voting on the party that is actually offering us the best policies. I say put a drag queen in charge. Well, I think that's quite a good idea, actually. I do. Let's lighten it up a bit. Bag of chips for PM. That's what I say. Well, he did a good Maggie Thatcher. He did, absolutely. Bag of chips for PM. So, obviously, we have been watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK and we're loving it. But, you know, we hopefully will be doing a video... Review this week. Tomorrow yes. night. Tomorrow night. I will be covering two episodes in one. Because we were away last Thursday. Yeah, we were. Yeah. So let's move on. Now, I've heard that many of you find our podcasts relaxing. I just wanted to say, be careful if you're driving. Don't get too relaxed. I don't want to be blamed for minor car accidents. Thank you very much. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Maybe we should branch out. Maybe we should start doing relaxation podcasts to help you lull into a pleasant, natural sleep. 
Relaxation Podcast One. Really? Are you going to do it in that voice, Paul? <laughs> I can't do any other voice. We've we've agreed on that already. Well, I think you've got two voices. But you did um, last podcast. I must admit, you were. Was I lulling you? You into were going a on about something. Going on. Yeah, going Jeez. on about something, and your voice was sort of sending me to sleep and, well we could yeah. do we could do one you know where we do some basic exercises and we uh, relax the muscles and blah 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 and then we could pop a subliminal message in there in the middle so we could stretch the fingers and subscribe to our youtube channel and relax <laughs> and then stretch up to the ceiling and send us some money through paypal and relax <laughs> Couldn't we? We could do that. That would be quite good, quite fun. Oh, I feel. That I feel this. I think I do quite like those subliminal messages. Well, we're very pleased that you find it relaxing and uh, good to listen to. We do try to provide you with a relatively good sound quality. We're not in a professional studio. This is a home setup. It's our dining room. It's our dining room, and we're on the ki- we're on the dining room table. You were going to say kitchen. table. I was going to say kitchen table. Kitchen yeah, table. we haven't got a kitchen table. Our kitchen's not big enough for a table. No. In fact, we haven't had a kitchen table for, for a long time. Sixteen years. There yeah, we that, are. That little kitchen table we had at the flat was lovely. Oh, IKEA, a little IKEA drop oh, leaf. It was fabulous with some little wooden IKEA chairs that we've still got. We've still got two of yeah, those we chairs. Have. We have. They've lasted, and they were nine ninety nine each. Yeah. When we bought them. Mind yeah. you, when you think about that, I, they're most probably the same price now, aren't I they? I think they are. They haven't but, increased in value. We can't eBay them. No, they're, but we are, we're sitting in the dining room with lots of cushions, aren't we? There are, now, this is the secret. This is one of the, the, the audio secrets. We've had audio to... Secret. Oh, God, really? <laughs> God. Honestly, you're not Marilyn Monroe ball. No, I'm not. No, you're definitely not. No. Although your breasts are bigger than hers. Yeah, I think they most probably are. I think my hips may now be as well. And what we've had to do in order to stop it being too echoey is I've sort of thrown a few uh, cushions around as sort of sound absorbers. Yes, I know a little bit about sound. I do know a little bit. I have studied a small amount. Yes, I have. Aren't egg boxes supposed to be very good? I'm not gluing egg boxes to the walls. Well, I just I'm not thought doing it. Maybe we could use a cardboard box. What over our heads? And stick yeah, egg boxes inside it and then put it over our heads. Well, you can actually buy vocal isolation booths. Can you? Portable ones. Yep, you can. It's for singers mainly who, um, you know, need to do vocals, but they live in a flat. Oh, right. You know, and so don't want the neighbours. So they stand in a booth? Yeah, you, you can literally get that it goes over your head and the microphone goes in there and you, you do your singing. Or a cheaper version might actually be lots of egg boxes in your in shower card- cubicle. Or a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think the problem with those booths is they might get a little bit warm. Mm. Well, you see, if you did that in the shower and made a shift shower, a no, shift. a makeshift, not a, shift a, not a shift, shift shift shower, yeah, shower, a shit shower, a makeshift shower. What did you say? Cubicle box. Then you could actually, if you get too hot, you could just turn the shower on. I don't you? know what you're talking about, Paul. You're rambling now. I'm inanely. rambling. 
No, I think it's a good... I think that is something that maybe we could brand Richard and Paul the voice box shower cubicle. I don't think so, Paul. I think it would sell in its ones. Anyway. So, what's annoying you this week? That's how you use annoying me at the moment. (laughs) Give you one guess. I I don't really th- well apart from politicians and the election oh, they're the all annoying endless me, all of endless them. endless wall to wall all these news readers getting so excited about something that actually is just the same old rehash of the election that we had 2 years ago which was the same one as 2 years before blah 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 I don't think there's a lot that has been frustrating me this week so oh. far oh really Oh. You? Oh, yeah. The usual things. <laughs> Poor use of apostrophes. That's oh. annoying me this week. Oh. Poor use of, well, in fact, incorrect spellings of there, there and there. But, yeah, that's, that's annoying me. Constant. That, constant though. annoying me. Constant. And the incorrect use of your and your. Yeah. Those are the things yeah. that are really winding me up this week. And the other thing... To be pedantic. Actually, no, not to be pedantic. This is just about being correct. Mm. That's it. Is oh, This is really, really annoying me now. The use of the word of. O-F. Yeah? Of. For example, for example, I saw this week the sentence, I could have gone to the <gasps> shops. No! But it was raining. I could have gone to the shops. That That is complete nonsense, that sentence. That is not what you are meaning to say. What you are meaning to say is, I could have gone to the shops, but it was raining. Of the... It just annoys me. Because they mean could have. Could have. Apostrophe V-E. Yeah? The apostrophe sits to show that letters are missing from a word and it's been shortened. Mm. Of is possessive or belonging to, Mm. isn't it? Really, people, you know, get some English lessons. But this goes back to what you were saying about education, doesn't it? I I think there was a a loosening of certain ways of doing things for a number of years and we're, we're... seeing the result of that now i'll tell you what it is it's people assuming things all the time people assume that they are right about something because they've heard it and think that that's the way that it's spelt it's really really annoying it really is that's what's annoying me this week i'm sorry to be pedantic i am genuinely sorry sorry not sorry no really aluminum and aluminium that's the one that always gets me I heard it again the other day on a American TV series. Aluminum. 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 Why mm. do they say aluminum? Do they actually take a letter out of the word? I think they most probably do, yes. Well, if they do, then that's fine. But it's not, because it's actually Aluminium. a metal. Aluminium. It's an inium, isn't it? It is. It's an inium. Yeah. Mm. Mm, annoying but the english language is rich and full of so many different words it's like the awesome thing we were talking about the other day the thing that gets me is the use of the words awesome and epic Mm. you know people saying you know that um 
an omelette is awesome or um, that a cushion is epic. How can a cushion be look epic? At my new, look at my new cushion. It's epic. No, it's well, not. Well, no, it, I mean, a cushion can't be epic whilst an omelette can be awesome. No, it can't. It can be. If it's enormous and well, bigger yeah. than a galaxy. So you're agreeing. Then it would be. If it's, it's a not. 56 gazillion egg omelette, that would be awesome. But it doesn't inspire awe. Well, it would do if it covered the whole oh. of the moon. Well, it would, yes, if it was flying through space and with aliens jumping off it, then yes, it would be awesome. Mm. Maybe it would come from the planet Earth that we actually call something else. Maybe. Mm. But, it, you know... It just, I don't know. I, I know people like to use these words, blah, blah, blah. But there are plenty of other words to be used. Than fabulous. Awesome. fabulous. Fabulous. Lovely. Tasty. Gorgeous. Delicious. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Whatever. All sorts of words. But awesome is when something is awe-inspiring, isn't it? Mm. When something fills you with awe, which is complete and utter amazement at the scale, the grandeur, the beauty. You know, that's what inspires the, the word awesome. Not an omelette or a burger. Well, not unless they're awesome. You know, maybe a huge mural in a massive art gallery or in the, the Tate Modern or something like that, that just fills you with complete awe. That would be awesome. A mural of a giant omelette. Oh, really? A giant omelette? Yeah. Thinking about food again. Yeah. Of course. Miraculous. Naturally. That was used in a conversation I had with somebody yesterday. And they went, that is absolutely miraculous. And I said, no, it's not. It's science. And it was. It, 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 it was something which was quite interesting, certainly, but it certainly wasn't miraculous. Well, I mean, there's no, I mean, miracles. I mean, there's no such thing as a miracle, really, is there? A miracle was a word used to describe some kind of biblical religious event mm. that could not be explained by science. Yeah, unexplainable then. I mean, it's so rare that anything happens that science cannot explain. I mean, maybe somebody who goes into complete remission from cancer, maybe, and it completely disappears from their body. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be miraculous. Well, it could be but, described as miraculous, but there must be a biological yeah, reason for it yeah. in some way, shape or form that cannot be explained. But... I don't know. I don't like the word miracle, really. It's no. not, not really a word that I would use to describe anything. No. You know, okay, if, you know, there, a shaft of light suddenly opened from the heavens and beamed down a, an angel in front of us right now, that would be some kind of miraculous appearance. And that would be pretty awesome, too. It would be awesome as well, but it's not mm. going to happen and has never happened. So, you know. Is there anything happening in the garden at the moment? No, it's completely black out there. Oh, right. It's okay. dark now. It has gone dark since we've been doing this podcast. It has. We're at the darkest time of the year now, aren't we, really, if you think about um, it? Yeah. Well, we are. 
Well, we're, we're the darkest time, surely, is the 22nd of December. No, I know it is. But this time of year, yeah. as in, a, you know, a good few weeks. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. A good few weeks or a month or so of complete murk and darkness. I love it. You do, don't you? I do. You, you know, used to hate I winter. Used, but I only used to hate it because it was October was associated with the death of my mother. Yeah. That yeah. was the only reason. And that happened for a good few years. But now I kind of love the coziness and the anonymity of winter. What, because of the because of travelling through the dark? Sort yeah. of going to work and And also you can and I kind of mean that in in the respect that you are also layered up. So you're hiding oh, yourself, you're yeah. hiding your body. You don't care if you look a little bit fat or untoned. Whereas in the summer, everybody's taking their clothes off going, oh, look at me, look at me, I'm beautiful. And I'm like, don't look at me, I'm like a potato. You know? Mm, I, do, I don't do look at me, look at me, I'm beautiful. No, exactly. But, no. you know, a lot of people do, don't they? Look at my tan. Oh, oh I look, do say I that. Toned my, well, I mean, I don't say that. Look at my beach body. No. Don't look at mine. Mine's Don't look more of at a me. beached whale body. So, you know, the sort of layers and, and the anonymity of winter I love because, I you do, know, you hide away a little bit. I love I like that. being warm out in the cold. Wrapped I'm, up. Wrapped up. Being I wrapped love up. that. I love being warm in the cold. I don't like being wet in the cold. Well, you haven't got any proper waterproofs. No, I haven't got any proper really, waterproofs. Really, you should get some waterproofs. Should. You need. Should. You need waterproofs for the gardening. Well, yeah, we're, to do the next plot, we're going to need to get on and do that. So well, we've, we've not been able to. Some. So that poor guy, we he cleared his allotment and then we mm. haven't actually done anything about it yet because the weather's been against us. Well, it, it has, it? but also the beginning of October would have been a really good time for us to crack on with things because yeah. since the middle of October, it's just been really, really, really busy. Well, so, that's the reason why we wanted it to be um, October so we could actually catch the end of the good weather, but... You know, hey, things have been against us and we've had other things to do. Yeah. Haven't yeah. we? You know, we can't devote all of our time to the allotment. Well, not my time. Not no, much well, you're of my gonna time have to, at all. You're going to have to <sighs> devote more of your time to the allotment. I know, but, but you're going to have to be more organised in how you sort that out. Well, I think I, I need am to pretty organised. I need, need to know in advance. All of next year, you're Thank going you. to need to be at the allotment. Mm. Is that Okay. No, not really. But I need some suitable clothes because I haven't got any suitable clothes. My jeans fall off when I'm working. Right. I, I would like some sort of waterproof sort of pantaloons. I think you need... Uh, we got to the age where you need a elasticated waistline. Yes. I think that's the oh thing. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So I think totally. we'll be looking out for some nice warm... Um, shell suits or, or yeah. what? Velour, some velour. No, I don't think velour is very practical for the garden. Can you get waterproof velour? Oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe you can. Well, no, I think some sort of shell suity type, you know. Oh, there's a plane going over. There is, all of a sudden. Rumbling. It's the first one. Mm. But no, I think something like a shell suity, track suity type thing that's flexible, elasticated waist, yet fashionable too. And I think also preferably elasticated at the cuffs 
and around thought, the ankles. I thought you were going to say at the crotch. Well, possibly. I was going to say why. But that will stop splashing, won't it? But nobody wants a tight crotch, really, no. in a leisure pant. No. I don't no. think. No. There are a couple of leisure pants that I've got which are slightly tight around the crotch when you sit down. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants you? anything digging in the groinage. No. 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 no ever. So we're kind of, we're doing quite well for time. We've got a couple of things to talk about yet. What more? We've got a couple more subjects. We wanted to talk about entertainment this week. Right. What's happening in entertainment, in the entertainment world? Oh, I see what you mean. Not oh, what we're God. watching, yeah. Yes, no, yeah, both. Yeah. Oh, right. What we're right. watching, what's happening, what's new, what's coming up, movie-wise. Yes. Well, I've seen a couple of adverts for new movies coming up. And one of the ones I thought was really interesting, which I brought to your attention, I think you'll find. What, me? Is that new Who Done It with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yes. And Daniel Craig, Christopher Plummer. It's called Knives Out, and it's meant to be in the vein of an Agatha Christie. Is it sort of inspired by Agatha That's Christie? That's what the advert said. Right, right. Yes. And uh, I think that looks rather good. Well, I'm, um, I will look forward to that. That's a film in the cinemas, yes. Well, yeah. on TV. Yeah, it's right. a big release. Right, okay. I I have not... It's I, Jamie Lee Curtis, Paul. Yeah, but I find it really odd that I haven't seen anything about it. Well, you're not on the Instagram as much as I am. No, I'm not on Instagram You're not at all. thirsty for I the tweet. gram like I, I am. Yeah. But yeah. I love Agatha Christie. Absolutely adore Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. I read all of Agatha Christie's books by the time I was 12. And That's just a feat in itself, frankly. Adored them. Well, they were about fifteen thousand. Well, they bored the tits off me. I tell you. No, they're oh, fantastic. God, Actually, when you read them again now, they are pretty boring. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they're not boring, but they're they're of a new genre. Well, they're not really what because do you mean? there was. Um, Wilkie Collins, was it? The Moonstone. Oh, God, that's another one that bored the tits Oh, no, I loved The Moonstone. We did that at school, and that was the most boring book I've ever read in my life. Oh, you are terrible. Put me in a coma. You are terrible. No, put me in a coma. You really did. You're terrible. No, I'm not. You're terrible. I'm truth. I loved The Moonstone. Oh, no, no, Trumpet Thomas Hardy. Oh, Mm. give me a break. I really like Tess. Tess of the Durbervilles, fantastic. Oh, Tess of the Yornervilles. And oh. um, Mayor of Casterbridge. Oh, God. Oh. Yorn-a-rama. Trumpet Major. Oh, God, that mm, was terrible. No, not... I not, hated mm, it. Mm, mm. And that's all around Weymouth and Bournemouth, isn't it? That's hardy country. Wessex. Wessex, yeah. Wessex. Yeah, that's around there. The, well, it's fictional Wessex, isn't it? It's not an actual place. It is an actual place. No, it's not. Why do you think we have the Count and Countess of Wessex? Is it? I thought it was made up. No, it's a old, old land, old no. county, which doesn't really exist old anymore. Old and boring. But yeah, I adore... Agatha Christie is the one person... Well, not is the one person. Agatha Christie is one person who I would have loved to have met. But she died, I think, in 1976. And I would have been 10. And I didn't get to meet her. So I've never met her. But I 
adored Agatha Christie. Absolutely adored. You've Actually, said that. to be quite, uh, I think I was a bit older. I think I was fourteen by the time I'd read all the books, and then I read them all again um, when I was in my sort of sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, because I got really heavily into more of them. I think because Miss Marple was on BBC. There was the adaptation with Joan Hickson on the BBC, and I adored that. Absolutely adored it. How many times are you going to say adored? It was awesome. Awesome. I think you can think of other words to use, Paul, don't you think? It was lovely. Okay, is that it then? Have you talked about Agatha Christie now? Well, and then, of course, there's her disappearance, isn't there? Where she disappeared for a number of days. Yeah, she had the right idea. And um, and was found in Harrogate, spa town. Um, and that story never, ever came out of what happened in those missing days. Though there are various films which have uh, dramatised what could have happened in those. One with Vanessa Redgrave and what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. The, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. I think it's called Going on a Holiday. What? Oh, she went on a holiday. Well, yes, she had a little break. What she, that's what she said. She but had she a short break. Yes, but then she was having, you know, her husband. That was the invention of the short break. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, Nothing mysterious. Yeah. She just popped out. Popped up to went Harrogate. For a, went for a few days' break. You know, away from the fame and the fortune. And then was found in an electric bath. In an electric bath? Yeah, she was having those spa treatments where you got into a bath and they sent electric currents through your body. Mm, That sounds lovely. Mm. So what else? What else is coming Well, the one I'm quite excited about is the new Terminator movie with Linda Hamilton reprising her role as Sarah Connor. Mm. Yeah, lovely. Can't wait for that one. Well, you can, actually, can't you? Well, I have to. Because we don't go to the cinema. No, but it'll be out on DVD and whatever Streaming. Else. Streaming very soon, Streaming. I'm sure. Because they won't want to miss out on the money, really, will they? Because they spent a fortune on it, I'm sure. But I can't wait for that. I think it's going to be great. But they advance sales on it are a disaster aren't they are they oh i yeah, haven't read that absolute disaster it it says i read an article over the weekend that said that that could be the reboot that boots the whole terminator franchise into touch well it's look just not going to work well look i've got an idea how they could revive the franchise no, drag I really queen. have. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Right. Well, it might involve drag Arnie queens. in drag. No, no, you're barking up the wrong tree. Oh. I think they should bring. It should be a gay Terminator next time. They've done a woman, yeah. They did the silver man, you know, the liquid man. They did the woman who was a liquid lady. Yeah. Now they should do a gay one. Can you imagine? You can completely change the feel. I mean, that line when he says, you know. I want your boots and your clothes because they're fabulous. You could change that. And I mean, I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. That would be camp. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. And that's true. 
just think of the potential the potential for drag. I mean, that T-1000, all he had to do was touch somebody so he could clone clone them, you know, make himself look like them. Can you imagine the looks that he could turn out? Yeah, be I mean, stunning. He'd, he'd be hot for a start, totally hot. And he could impersonate anybody or anything. Fabulous drag looks. I mean, can you imagine on the runway? T-1000. Your look this week was pure liquid metal. <laughs> but you slayed all the other girls. Literally. Literally. You slayed them all. I mean, if RuPaul said that, there'd be a big silver oh. knife in his head within seconds. Absolutely. Can you imagine? But, and also, share. What, share and share alike? No, share. What, turning back time share? Oh, God. Yeah, there's only one share. <laughs> there's only one share. She'd never need to work again. Morgan McMichaels. They could get Morgan McMichaels. Morgan McMichaels. What is it? Paul. What's his name? Really? You're making up names now. <laughs> What's his name? You're just mixing up drag queen names now. I am, yeah. Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels. That's it. Chad Michaels. They could get Chad Michaels if they no, couldn't get Cher. They don't need to. The T1000 could take Cher off. Oh, she could I retire see. for good. Right. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. The yeah, ultimate Cher impersonator. Got yeah, there. you got there in the end. Oh, God. In fact, there's quite a few films that would be improved by having drag in them, I think. Oh, yeah. All films, mm. actually. Mm. All films could be improved with drag. The Irishman. Drag is the saviour of the universe. You do realise this, people. Yeah. Embrace. Let drag into your life. It'll change it. I mean, can you imagine The Irishman? Three hours of movie without any drag in it. That's the Irish, bad. I've never seen that film. Well, it's the one that's just come out. And is on Netflix at the end of the... No, three-hour movie. No, thank you. No, I won't you. be watching it. No. No. I can just about manage a, a podcast of this length. <sighs> really? Mm. So, talking about this length, I think we're time up now, Paul. Oh, I was just getting into it now. Talking no. about films. It's time up. It's time to go. It's time to say goodbye to the people of the podcast world. Aww. And um, get something to eat for dinner. I think. Well, it's quite early yet, isn't it? No, I think it's time to eat. Time to eat. It's time to go, time to eat, time to fly. Mm. Not literally. No. So, fly. this is the end of this podcast, podcast number three. Number three. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you'll tune in again very soon for more podcast and video fun on all of the platforms on social media. Mm. That's Richard and Paul since 2017. That's contractual. <laughs> I do love that. So take care, everybody. And we're going to say goodbye now. Thank you so much for joining us. And we love you all. And take care of yourselves. We'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.